This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Tucker Carlson can't talk to his wife about non-human entities. That's correct. Tucker Carlson says he can't talk to his wife about non-human entities. Apparently, he's come into some information about what these aliens might be. You know, there's been a lot of talk with uh, Grush talking about the UFOs recovered, about the different types of non-human biologics that might be floating around out here. And there's also been some strange talk about these things referred to as non-human entities. Now, if you look it up online... Uh, from a legal definition, I mean, they tell us that a non-human entity is something that's almost could be mistaken for human, like artificial intelligence or something like that. It can also be defined as a legal entity, I think. And I went to uh, ChatGPT, uh, as lame as that is sometimes, and tried to get a definition of what the Internet, say, thinks that non-human entities are uh, in relation to UFOs. It came up with the explanation that non-human entities in the context of UFOs typically refer to beings or entities that are not of human origin and are associated with reported encounters or sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena. These entities are often described in various ways, including extraterrestrial beings, aliens, or other intelligent life forms from outside Earth. Descriptions of non-human entities and UFO encounters have widely varied, and there are numerous alleged encounters with beings of different shapes, sizes, and characteristics. Commonly reported features include humanoid shapes, various levels of intelligence, and sometimes interaction with humans. It's important to note that the existence of these entities is speculative and the scientific community generally requires concrete evidence to validate such claims. Research into UFOs and non-human entities involves examination of eyewitness testimonies, photographs, videos, and other forms of evidence. While there are many anecdotal accounts, the scientific community remains cautious and demands a rigorous evidence before accepting the existence of non-human entities associated with the UFO phenomena. I'll tell you, that's a mouthful, and there's also, I would add, a a lot of disagreement even within the UFO community as uh, to what these things are. Uh, Tucker talks a little bit about this in his interview, and we'll get into it. I'll play just a couple short clips here. Some Some people are beginning to view these things as having a spiritual dimension, and almost a uh, demonic, you could say. Now, I know a lot of people are going to get upset and turn off the podcast as soon as they heard that, hear that word because they're just so set against the idea of this being a possibility. But I think Grush pointed it out pretty pretty well in his interview with with uh, Tucker Carlson. Where he says, well, you know, it's just one way we have of explaining these things. I mean, it's so complicated. Maybe, you know, the spiritual aspect of it, that's uh, spiritual, I suppose, can mean one thing to one person, and it could just mean that it's simply so advanced it's unexplainable to another. So I would encourage you to keep your mind open on this. 
I think the most important thing to draw out of this is, uh, is there a possibility that some of these uh, non-biologic or non-human biologic, whatever you want to call them, or AI uh, entities or whatever they are, is it possible that some of them uh, are not nice? That some of them come here with bad intentions? That some of them don't want what's best for us? I mean, if you just think about how things kind of fall along the normal scale, I mean, of life, you know, the bell curve, uh, any sample you take has a certain range of value that falls, you know, kind of within that, yeah, 67% rule, where most of it's in the norm, and then you have outliers, you know, 15% on each end being the outliers. Well, could it be that most of these things are either okay or just don't care about us, with maybe 15% on each outliers? Maybe 15% of them are super nice and want to help, and maybe 15% of them are the exact opposite, kind of like people. You know, most people just fall in that normal range, and then you got people on the uh, one end that are super altruistic, always trying to help people out, and then you got people on the other end that uh, populate our prison system, quite frankly. And a lot of them don't make it to the prison system because they don't get caught, or at least they don't get caught short term. So maybe that's what's going on with these aliens that we see, uh, we hear some of the bad stories about. Maybe some of them are real good, maybe the majority of them just don't care, and maybe some on one end of the spectrum uh, don't have our best interests in mind. Maybe they like to mutilate and hurt cattle. Maybe they would like to mutilate and hurt people if they could. Maybe there's something holding them back, we don't know. But I find it interesting that Tucker Carlson has come out now and said that he's been told about these things, and that it's so disturbing, uh, he can't even talk to his wife about it. I'll play that short clip. He's talking to uh, an interviewer here who has the same reaction. And they say, well, we don't talk to our kid about UFOs, you know, about this aspect, the these non-human entities, this NHI, I think they call it aspect, of where these things have a bad side. But Grush points out something in his interview with Tucker, which I think is very profound. He says, you know, it's the truth. We have to talk about it. We're adults. We can't just hide this away and say, well, because Tucker points out to Grush, he's like, well, you know, maybe they're afraid people would freak out about this stuff. And Grush is like, no, listen, we're adults. This is what we have to talk about what's really going on here, the whole spectrum of it. And I respect that he said that. So I'm going to go ahead here and play this short clip from Tucker Carlson and just see what you think about it. And, uh, you know, the more you dig into that and talk to people with with actual knowledge of it, again, that's another story where there are some, you know, fanciful ideas floating around that are just, you know, there's no evidence that they're true. But if you talk to people who, you know, have actual knowledge of it that they gathered themselves, there are parts of that story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. It's so dark that I, you know, haven't told my wife about it. I mean, I, I haven't verified any of this, but this is not just stuff that I read on the internet. I know you all are very, very grounded in that story, so I think I know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But there's some stuff there that's just like, man, I, I'm not even sure what that means. There's a spiritual component there that I, I don't fully understand. Um, so yes, that story bothers me. And I think, last thing I'll say, that one of the reasons that we've had all the, these disclosures and all these, what, 10 whistleblowers at this point, and it hasn't really become front page news. Part of it's suppression. You know, parts of the government don't want you to know about it, but part of it is the public can't deal with it. It's too far out. The implications are too um, profound. And so, and I understand that because I've heard things where I'm just like, oh man, I, I don't even really want to know that, uh, yeah, honestly. Deeply so. disturbing stuff.
they've known clearly. I mean, this is, I think, established, and I feel comfortable saying this as fact. The U.S. government, I mean, these are real, whatever they are. They're not human. And the government has known that for a long time, possibly going back to the 1930s at least. And, of course, there's tons of evidence in the written record, in the physical record, in paintings um, and, in the, and in literature that people have been seeing and interacting with these things for a long time. So we know that. But the justification one often hears is, well, the government in the government, various presidents who have been read in, not all have been, um, haven't wanted to disclose this because it would scare people. And I've always thought that's, that's bull. You know, you're hiding a crime, which they are, by the way, in my opinion. Um, but I do think there's a sense in which that's not totally crazy. Like, there is some stuff... If it's true, and I'm kind of thinking it may be true, that's so radical that, um, yeah, well, as we both said, we you know, don't want to tell the people we love most about it because, like, why would you, you know, disturb someone like that? So I kind of get that. I hate to admit it. I'm not, I'm not arguing for hiding things. I believe in the truth and I believe in disclosure, but I understand the impulse, like, holy smokes, this is heavy. You know what right. I mean? Now, that little uh, segment right there where Tucker talks about not being able to talk about these things with his wife, it makes me wonder uh, what he's been told and what he's been told by people that he views as uh, really reliable sources. He's visibly upset by uh, the things that he now understands to be true. Now, Tucker seems pretty genuine to me in his concern about uh, the public becoming aware of this stuff. Uh, and... Judging on, you know, what we've been through in the past couple, three years uh, with this whole uh, worldwide virus, I can understand that. Uh, people did, I think, overreact and panic. Uh, I got some comments. I'll just kick in here. The last time I mentioned this, people seem to be uh, have genuine disagreement on my take over that whole thing about the lack of veracity or the truth of the, I think it's $2 trillion went missing during that campaign. I want people that listen to the program to understand what I say is not to just to get attention or to try to get a reaction to other people or to be insensitive. When I talk about the Defense Department not being able to account for half of their assets, $1.5 trillion, or when I talk about all the things that have happened since Kennedy where we have an unexplained, an uninvestigated assassination, or at least we have papers that haven't been released 60 years later, all this secrecy. I want you to be able to contemplate the notion of a parallel society, parallel government. Uh, all this money, is so it's so vast. And if you compound that with possible alien technology or even contact with, with these non-human entities that where they could be uh, learning things that we don't have access to, you can begin to see how the people with the knowledge, the people who possess the missing $1.5 trillion, that's from the Defense Department, and another couple million, I think two trillion actually went missing during the COVID thing. If you if you consider the people that have that money, okay, because it's there somewhere, then that money represents power. They have the cloak of authoritarianism because they pretend to be your government and pretend to care about you. And then you compound that with technology from these UFOs or with... Uh, information and education and a whole different way of looking at the universe from these non-human entities. You put all that power into one uh, little compartment manned by these people who claim to be your government representatives. And you can soon see how they've got so much wealth and knowledge and technology amassed that they soon become 
a society unto themselves. And what happens from that point on is basically just like in ancient Egypt, you have uh, the rulers at the very top and then everybody else in pretty much abject slavery, or, or at least working for slave wages. Is that the kind of society that you want moving forward? So when I criticize these uh, deep state actions, all this uh, chicanery going on, I hope people will realize that it doesn't come from a political bias so much as just a bias toward liberty. And this whole thing with the UFOs happening now is one more way to strip away liberty from us. And without liberty, what do we have? We simply become slaves, serfs, just people, whatever we are, at their whim, at their disposal. I don't think any of us in our right mind want that. And Tucker seems to be trying to couch some kind of warning here for us, telling us he's seen things that have frightened him so much he can't even talk to his wife about it. But yet he's kind of he's kind of uh, smoothing over for the government saying, well, I can see why they wouldn't want to show us. Well, they could just begin by giving us the blacked out documents. That's what I would say. Start there. And then we'll see if people can figure this out on their own. And when I bring this stuff up, I hope that I don't offend too many people. I hope that by the words I speak to you, by bringing out these articles, like I said, the whole thing with the, with the Defense Department, co-authored by Bernie Sanders and Chuck Grassley, people on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Just two guys that might not agree on anything else, but both of them are saying, wow, this is not correct. They should be able to account for more than half their stuff. I think we can do that. I think that no matter where we're at in life on how we view things, we can at least find one point of truth and say, well, let's work on this without, without just writing somebody off and saying, well, I'm never going to listen to this guy again, or I don't care what they have to say. So that's, that's where I'm at on this. I think I needed to say that. Now, I want to go on here and look at this other art, uh, interview that Tucker did with David Grush. And I think Grush brings up some good points. I've got questions about David Grush. Uh, I feel like he's a sincere person. Okay, I feel like that. I'm also concerned that he might be, that he could, he could be being manipulated a little bit. But I'm encouraged by the comments that he's made here in this snippet with uh, Tucker Carlson. And we'll go ahead and look at that next. And I, I, I've read a couple, uh, not just in this country, but others, former government officials saying they believe there's, there's some spiritual connection to these things. Well, I think... You know, if you were to back out to the 100,000-foot level, there certainly is a phenomenon. And, and how do we quantify that? Well, theologically, we can quantify that as, you know, angels, demons, that kind of thing. Um, you know, many people with religious belief systems espouse faith in that regard, and they believe that a phenomenon exists. And really what we're seeing here with the UFO UAP subject is probably just another facet of that same phenomenon. But the conventional explanation for the U.S. government, among those who believed it was hiding these facts, the explanation for why was the government doesn't want to sow panic, doesn't want to admit weakness um, in the face of its adversaries, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Those explanations do not account for the behavior you're describing. Yeah, first, they're hiding something real that implicates yeah. them. And yeah. if they're talking to these entities, whatever they are, and I, I believe on the basis of evidence that the U.S. government has made contact and has had continuous or at least sporadic, but over a period of years contact, 
Um, you don't need to nod or shake your head, but that is my belief based on talking to people. Like, what is that? Yeah, if there's certainly, you know, a relationship that was cultivated with non-human intelligences, hypothetically, I guess, you know, to play off of what you just said, good or bad, it's almost like we were afraid after 9-11. Dirty bombs, terrorists. Okay, well, that's nature. That's life. Yin and yang of the universe. If there's malevolent non-human intelligences, okay, well, that's a fact of life. Don't hide it. Because what if the U.S. populace one needs to be prepared for something, something well, of hypothetically? Course. And it's also not you know, their right to hide it, because they don't own the government. The yeah. public does, actually. Exactly. And it's just, I understand the reasons at first, but like you said, I think it's just the moral decay and the de- decay in leadership and once again, well, we don't want to admit we did all this stuff years but ago. But also, yeah. if the U.S. government has had contact with these entities, and again, it is my informed belief that the U.S. government has had contact, what are they talking about? What is that? Hey, I would like to know, too. I mean, uh, I grew up watching Star Trek, so I mean, I say that kind of, you know, yeah. whimsically, but like, well, great. I mean, of my generation under 40, that's like, we're not shocked. That's cool. Like... A Gen Zer who's 18 would want to study physics if they found out this stuff was real. Yes. Like, this is how you boost STEM in this country, for goodness sakes. I mean, this is, like, the most exciting, yes, a little scary, but overall, it's exciting. I mean, nothing's happened. You know, we're still living. I'm able to talk about this, and nothing's happening, you know, to the, you know, the world, if you will. So it's, I think it's exciting for, for young people, and I think it's the right time to do this. Now, I have to say I'm pretty impressed with the way that Gresh handled that whole question about uh, aliens versus demons and, al- and angels. He didn't, uh, he didn't just uh, step all over somebody's beliefs. He just said, listen, if that's the way that they approach this thing, fine. And so that shows me the guy's got an open mind about this. And I think that's really important as we discuss this topic is that it's just like when people encounter these things. So oftentimes two people will be sitting side by side. They'll see one of these UFOs and they'll have a different impression of what they saw. This is, these are deeply personal events. And, but what I think is the most important about this is how our government is reacting. And not just because it's our government, because you know our government is nothing more than a collection of people that have power over us. I mean, they've got the power of life and death when you get right down to it. Um, they've got the prisons. They've got uh, everything they need to put you or I under control if you get on their bad side. So you want good people or as many good people as possible in government. But what if those people are colluding with some off-world source? Uh, maybe it starts out because they think that they're, uh, it's important to keep to keep this information in, in uh, the right hands that doesn't fall into the hands of our adversaries. But it could very well evolve into some sort of a power grab. And a power grab could evolve into an absolute power grab, especially if they think that they're colluding or they are in in league with these entities, but it turns out these entities are are on the same wavelength as, say, a John Wayne Gacy. Then all of a sudden, we're all trapped in a room with a serial killer, and and the people that are our government have given over uh, our power, our our chance of escape to these things. I mean, that's kind of the stakes here, and I can kind of see in Tucker's uh, tone as he reacts to this whole thing, his concern is concerned about us being kept in the dark. Yeah, on one side of it, maybe they say, well, we're keeping you in the dark because you'd just be afraid. But if you were inside of uh, a hotel room with John Wayne Gacy, 
Wouldn't you want to know that you needed to escape so that if an opportunity availed itself, you could? So those are the kind of stakes that we're dealing with. We don't really want uh, people that are in charge of our lives, in large part, making decisions about what's going to happen to us based on their interactions with some off-world intelligence, some non-human entity. If they are talking to these things, we have a right to know. We would, we have a right to know what our government's doing, period. And if people get scared, they get scared. But it's better to be scared now when we have a chance to change the course of events than to be scared later when it's too late. That's kind of how I look at it. And I'm seeing more and more of this stuff where these uh, public celebrities, public uh, figures like Tucker are coming out and saying stuff in in regards to this. Uh, Tom DeLong, you know, he's made comments on this some time ago. And I've been pretty critical, Tom, but I'll give him credit for, you know, some of the things that he has uh, put out there. There's an article from CBS News. It was done clear back in February 2015. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's quite lengthy. I'll put these links over at the Buy Me a Coffee website and the co-fi.com website. You can support the program there and on Spotify. I really appreciate people that do that. But you can read these articles yourself and watch the videos both. I'll link them up too. They're fascinating, just short little clips. But throughout the article, they're talking about uh, Tom's, you know, this is when he starts to get interested in UFOs and... Um, his reactions to this and there's one paragraph here where he's kind of talking about this negative aspect and it says uh, on a time his knowledge of aliens got him into trouble quote to give you an example one time i remember bringing up a very specific craft that i believe we're building in secret to emulate the phenomena that our government has been observing for decades so i started talking about the craft and its magnetic slide system and how it displaces over 89 percent of the mass of the ship how it ionizes the engine how it glows I went through the whole thing, and this engineer looks at me. This guy is 70 years old, and he goes, you better be real expletive careful about what you're talking about. And I go, okay, so I'm close. And he goes, I'm not expletive kidding you. You better be really effing careful. And he calls me up the next day, and he goes, I had calls about you. If someone comes and asks you to get in their car, don't blanking get in the car. And that's the blank I'm dealing with. DeLong recently had a falling out with his bandmates, Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker, as questions rose about whether he was still in the band or out. It goes on a little bit there. Yeah, we know that Tom DeLong has also said in more recent interviews that uh, he was shown things about these, lack of a better term, uh, non-human entities. And it was so uh, disturbing that he uh, couldn't sleep uh, for three days. So what did he see? And I'm kind of concerned with what what Tucker's been saying here. Uh, what did he see that's made him so upset? You know, there's an article here from stream.org, and they're talking about this idea of aliens being non-human entities going way back. Tucker does a little bit in the interview, too, about how people have been seeing these things for a long time and talking about them and considering them. Uh, this article from stream.org, it, it gets into a little bit of the uh, SETI project stuff, but it says here, Aquinas on angels, the term extraterrestrial intelligence is almost exactly what the medieval philosopher Thomas Aquinas might have used to describe angels. Aquinas explains that angels are completely non-physical intelligent beings. They have no bodies. They are not earthbound. They are creatures of pure intelligence. However, St. Thomas says that angels can appear to assume physical bodies. They are able to manipulate matter so as to assume a physical appearance that is visible yet consistent with angelic character. 
Angels, Thomas says, take physical form in order to communicate God's message. They are also the main agents of God's action in the world. St. Thomas also reminds us that not all angels are good and that remarkable phenomena may also be produced by the action of bad angels. Very interesting. So they've been talking about this stuff for a long, long time. He goes on and talks a little bit. He says, St. Thomas says fallen angels or demons cannot do miracles, but they can produce phenomena that are real and astounding in order to destroy or deceive humans. He quotes an earlier writer, St. Augustine, who explains that the fallen angels can make things appear or change things in the physical world by using certain material elements to produce a real wonder. More often, they manipulate what we perceive as material reality in order to deceive us. In City of God, he explains how this happens. Firstly, the demon can work from within, working on a person's imagination and physical senses so that something appears to be real, but the reality is only a product of manipulated sense of perception. Furthermore, one person's imagination can interact with another person's so that the images formed in one person's mind can be shared to another individual's imagination. In other words, demons can mess with your head. They manipulate your sense of perception to make you see and hear things which are not real. Furthermore, they can do interactions between your imagination and another person's so that your mind is used to project imagery into the imagination of other people. The article goes on. Now, some people that are, say, uh, non-religious, non-believers might look at that and say, oh, well, that's just hogwash. But think about what our government's doing with all the different uh, projects that they've uh, gotten into, you know, uh, telepathy, mind control, projection, you know, the Stargate program, all this kind of stuff. They're interested in this stuff. And if they're using this, uh, you know, mental projection, telepathy, whatever, to communicate with those things, it would be nice to know what they're saying. Now, here's a little bit more of a scientific take on this. This This is from Scientific American. I'll put that link up, June 1st, 2023. Most aliens may be artificial intelligence, not life as we know it. Human intelligence may be just a brief phase before machines take over. That may answer where the aliens are hiding. This is by Martin Rees and Mario Levo. It says, the Fermi Paradox takes its name from the 1950s visit by physicist Enrico Fermi to the, Los Ange- to the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico. One day, as Fermi was walking to lunch with physicist colleagues Emil Konevsky, Edward Teller, and Herbert York, one mentioned a New Yorker cartoon depicting aliens stealing public trash cans from the streets of New York. While dining later, Fermi suddenly returned to the topic of aliens by asking, where is everybody? Whereas not everybody agrees as to what Fermi was precisely questioning, the paradox was generally been interpreted as Fermi expressing his surprise over the absence of any signs of the existence of other intelligent civilizations in the Milky Way. That's, of course, where we came up with this whole idea of the Fermi paradox. And so a lot of people are saying, well, where are the aliens? And this writer here is like, well, maybe it's all AI. Maybe we just don't see it. That's something to be thinking about is we have AI basically taking over the Internet right now, not particularly in a good way. I've read somewhere where there's so much stuff produced by ChatGPT that that when the Google Bird uh, uh, application tries to sweep the the Internet for information to create answers, that it comes up with a lot of uh, leftover ChatGPT stuff. Is that what the universe is? Just a wash in useless data, made up stuff, hallucinations from machines? I don't know. But what we do know is these things that we're seeing that people are reporting, they're not human. Some people speculate they could be humans from the future. But it looks like from 
from what people like Tom DeLonge and, and Tucker Carlson and David Grush, these folks are saying, people that seem to be in the know is that have had a glimpse behind the curtain, is that these things are some kind of non-human entity. Now, whether these are whether this is super advanced AI stuff or whether it's some kind of a spiritual being, we don't know. But the common thing is, is that people are so frightened by this that with the exception of David Crush, these guys are saying, well, I could see why they would want to hide it because people would just be too frightened if they ever, if they ever uh, came in contact with it. Now, to Grush's credit, he's saying, look, we got to put it out there. It, this has got to be, you know, uh, in the open where people can make up their own minds. This last article we'll look at here is from former Navy Admiral. It says we're in contact with non-human intelligence. This is from comicbook.com. The writer is Adam Barnett Hart, December 14, 2023. It says Rear Admiral Tim Gallaudet says it's possible the government's been in contact with non-human intelligence. Count retired Rear Admiral Tim Gallaudet among those hoping for an increase in UFO-related transparency in the immediate future. In fact, the former head of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, suggested in one recent interview the government has been in contact with non-human intelligence. This technology we're still trying to learn about, and it could give us an advantage in any military conflict, Gallup said in a recent News Nation interview. Automatically, they're looking for the military edge. That's a good reason not to disclose the nature of the technology. I think for the foreseeable future, we don't want to release and disclose all of the technology we've recovered. However, I think it's about time that we do disclose what we are in contact with, non-human intelligence. That's what needs to be put out there in the public. In that same interview, Gallaudet hinted at a potential cover-up when he reported a UAP UFO sighting during his time in the Navy. One of my jobs in the Navy, I was chief meteorologist of the Navy at the time when Orion was encountering the UAP off the East Coast, Gallaudet said. He added, I learned now that these were occurring in training airspace and causing mid-air collisions, so that, so that safety issue is important, but the Navy didn't do anything about it. Then they actually pulled back that email from my computer on the secret network. In other words, they didn't even want it reported. The retired Navy officer then said he believes the recent claims that David Grush, a former intelligence officer who's come forward with allegations of secret UFO material programs, were being visited by non-human intelligence with technology we really don't understand and with intentions we don't understand either, he continued. Grush recently said he's gotten additional clearance to reveal first-hand knowledge he has related to the UFO UAP transparency movement. I will be discussing what I actually do know firsthand. I just could not overtly discuss that at the time, including the congressional hearing, because the Pentagon and the IC were sitting on some of my republication paperwork at the time, Grush said in a new interview with News Nation Elizabeth Vargas earlier in the week. Wow. So it, it almost seems like a cat and mouse game they're playing with us. I mean, my real concern about this whole thing, as much as the fact that uh, these non-human entities uh, could be nefarious and be here for a bad reason, is the fact that our own government could be uh, speaking with them in a relationship with them, colluding with them, conspiring with them against us. And you got to think, whatever these non-human entities are, they've got to be smarter than the guys running in Washington, D.C. Until next time, UFO warning, over and out. <laughs>